0: You know, I don't know if you can hear me clearly, but uh, you know, here at the uh, Natural Disasters of Wrestling podcast, we take a lot of things very, very seriously. Sometimes, and sometimes very seriously. You, and sometimes, you know, we goof around, but goof around you, so much, so so much. But um, you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to certain situations, they can be a bit testy, if you will.
1: Testify, brother.
0: Um, one might say, you know, you, sometimes you have to have the right balls in the court.
1: Balls bouncing everywhere.
0: Um, and it, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just gotta, you, you just gotta, you just gotta reach for the crown jewels, if you will.
1: Reach for him. Reach for till he screams.
0: <laughs> that being said, rest in peace, Byron Saxon's testicles. <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> uh, am I correct in in, re- in saying that Austin might have broken his foot on Byron's testicles? He
0: did. He had to go in so, for a. He had to go in for a X-ray for it.
1: So that's either that's he's so that's either putting Byron's testicles over or if Byron's testicles buried Stone Cold's foot. I have no idea how to. <laughs> i like to, to think it's a
0: little. Right it's a little column A, a little column B. A
1: little column B, yeah. I mean, hey, at least he's doing something for the younger stars still.
0: He's he's definitely putting over Byron Saxton's testicles, that's for sure.
1: Oh my god, I took a screenshot of Byron Saxton uh, throwing up that eight for Austin, and that (laughs) face he made, because that face is just gold. Like, he wasn't even (laughs) acting, that face was legit serious.
0: Oh my god, someone posted on Twitter, it was at that moment, Byron Saxton knew he fucked up. Oh my god. That's funny.
1: So welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling podcast. I am
0: Matt. I'm Don. Um, um,
1: we already talked about how the world is in disarray right now, so we're going to try not to talk about it so much today. Um, obviously, we, it's business as usual, but we are going to talk about the funny shit right now because we both need it. We all need it.
0: So. We all need funny. Yeah. We all need funny. Sunday was sorry, sorry, not Sunday. Monday was our most serious episode, which isn't even that really that serious for us either
1: oh i listened to it back and it was fairly serious compared to our other ones and like my girlfriend even listened bruce if you listen to his baby uh, this one will be better i promise uh but um, like it was the most serious compared to like or like the last few episodes especially
0: we only threw one jab at alabama
1: only one see that's how serious we were yeah. like you can't even think of a good joke
0: you know what's uh, weird? So, through all of all this, West Virginia was not hit until recently. And I was like, man, I'm like, maybe all that inbreeding does work. Oh my god.
1: We must look to the cousin fuckers. The sister lovers. <laughs> the one branch family trees. Maybe they are the secret to carrying this and getting this fucking pandemic over with. Um, now I now we'll, lot. Not a lot has happened, obviously, since we we last recorded. Um, big stuff, ha- some big stuff, some not big stuff, but Raw, for the most part, was really uneventful.
0: So Monday was a kind of tale of two of two different wrestling shows because you know you had Monday Night Raw, but not too many people know. Earlier in the day, you also had Russell talks uh, No Fan Mondays.
1: How was that? I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was busy.
0: It was fan fucking tastic. Like. It was fan fucking tastic. It was a really, really good live event show. All the proceeds went to the wrestlers. They raised over eleven thousand U.S. dollars. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So Um, that that was that was just from donations coming from the live stream. That's not including the money from the profits of the t-shirts. They sold out. They sold about two hundred and fifty t-shirts for the for the support wrestling, screw cancer t-shirts.
1: The coronavirus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I screw Corona, run eyes. Yeah, well, screw cancer. So I mean, fuck, cheese, I mean,
1: fuck cancer, anyways. Yeah.
0: And uh, um, yeah, they sold two hundred and fifty T-shirts. I mean, at uh, you know twenty-two dollars a pop, so that's some decent money.
1: That is really good money, and you know what? That's awesome. Uh, a lot of these guys are really going to need it, and all indie wrestlers are going to really need our support. So if you can buy a T-shirt, if you have a little extra scratch, or you know, if your if your gig isn't up and you're able to still have some disposable income, buy a t-shirt, or just throw a few shekels at your favorite uh, indie star or a show that's going to have no fans within the coming few weeks because that's, uh, I mean, this is the sport that we love. Like, you have, you know, at some point, one point or another, they've helped you through a difficult time or they've, you know, given you so much joy uh, that, you know, you're going to hold on to that forever. So it's the least you can do is, to, you know, show your support um but yeah so, how was that? how was b Priestley versus will osprey i know that was the main event
0: fucking amazing
1: i need to watch that
0: like it's on it's on russell talk's youtube page um, yeah
1: luckily they're keeping it up and like i think i don't know if you can still um i don't know if you can still donate to that but i know like they they've been pimping everybody's uh like t-shirt store prosling t-shirt yeah. or what have you or internet site where you can get their t-shirts it
0: was fucking amazing and uh it it was a true, true testament of, like, just how, you know, professional. Like, because for those two and a half hours that the show was on, I didn't think of anything else. I was just like, oh, man, this is a great wrestling show. Yeah. And so there was a lot of, if you're familiar with the WrestleTalk folks, uh, there was a lot of nice little, like, everybody who was there. So Ollie Davis was on commentary. And then the rest of the crews were doing interviews with the wrestlers. Uh, Luke Owen, who's one of my favorite Favorite frame of personalities from Russell Talk took a bump. Took a bump and it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like Luke Owen, I Luke Owen is kind of like my uh he's he's my soulmate, he just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> uh, because we both have a, a deep, deep love for Sonic and Ghostbusters and
1: I feel like that's how the K-pop people are about their fucking like
0: their
1: bands <laughs> or whatever. Like that's my soulmate and they don't even know it yet. <laughs> i don't even fuck with the k-pop thing i just see oh my god the keeper people are like the most cringiest thing right now they are cringier than the glomping emos or scene kids of the fucking early two thousand two thousand tens. 2010s
0: i mean look anything's better than new metal fans
1: hey this time i'm gonna let it all out this time i'm gonna stand up and show i'm gonna do things my it's way.
0: my way it's my way my way look i don't give a fuck that's one of the best wrestlemania theme songs Right, like
1: limb that biscuit kind of gets a pass, kind of, but
0: only for that song.
1: Well, oh, Corn, Corn gets a
0: pass. uh Corn Split Not get a pass. So not New Metal? Technically it started as New Metal,
1: I guess. I would have never thought them in as New Metal.
0: I mean, they've evolved over the years. You're too young to remember like the first Slipknot album.
1: I mean, I was alive when it came out, but yes, you're right. I didn't listen to it until like 2002, 2001, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh but yeah, so WrestleTalk, Talk—that's the thing. I everybody needs to check out because everybody's yeah. gonna have time. Um, did you watch all of Raw, or was it just me?
0: Uh, I think it was just you. How was so,
1: that? So I watched Raw,
0: and um. Oh no, I watched it. I just stopped for hey, about then, two hours that, of the show.
1: So the first hour was um,
0: (coughs) not even the first hour. The first twenty minutes.
1: The first hour was I think like the first half hour was well it was the Edge promo, the Edge promo that he had against Randy Orton, uh, challenging him to a last man standing match at Mania. Uh, That was actually really good. Uh, That's where the uh, the No Fans really like really paid off for them because it was very passionate and it was it felt very personal because he was just he wasn't trying to talk to an empty crowd. He was talking to the camera, just straight down as if he was talking to Randy. I thought that was good. (laughs) Um, So that was, like, maybe, like, the first 20 minutes. And then after that, they proceeded to show all of the 2020 Royal Rumble. And they really... Yeah, in its entirety. And they really dragged it out. Because, like, you got maybe, like, five minutes and then commercial break. And then maybe another six minutes, six, seven minutes, commercial break. Like, it lasted for over an hour and a half.
0: Uh, my count was uh, so my count on it was almost an hour and forty two minutes.
1: Yeah, that's longer than the match itself. Way yeah. longer. Um, and then so they finished the Royal Rumble, and then they had the contract signing between AJ Styles and Undertaker. And I like I I think I, I if you follow us on your Twitter, which you should, it's uh, TNDW Podcast on Twitter. Um, I put on the podcast that, I mean, on the Twitter that they don't ever know, like WWE never knows if they want Machine Gun, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, or if they want the funny Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Because like when he's with AJ, sometimes they're serious. But then they went through this whole like comedy routine where AJ didn't want to, you know, confront the Undertaker. So he sent out both of them to go, you know, get him to sign the contract.
0: So here's the thing. When they come out to uh, OC music, they're serious. Yeah. When they come out to Good Brothers music, they're comedic acts.
1: Yeah, I just don't... Get it. And honestly, I love their Good Brothers music a lot better. I love Omens in the Sky. That's, like, a really underrated song. I hate their OC music. I hate the OC in general.
0: I like their OC music. Uh, I
1: don't care for it.
0: Um, but I also like Eating Ass, so there's yeah. that.
1: You sure do. Uh we had that, and then we had... What the fuck else? I think that was it. So think,
0: we had one match, which was uh, Rey <laughs> oh, yeah, Mysterio.
1: Rey yeah. Mysterio versus Andrade. Or no, yeah, Andrade, right? It was Andrade. Yeah, yeah with Oscar on commentary, which was gold.
0: Oscar on commentary was fucking gold. It was so gold. It was such a golden moment.
1: <laughs> that was a real, like, big, like, shot of levity that the show needed. Yeah. Because, like, Mysterio and Andrade on themselves are obviously very entertaining. They're very good wrestlers, but... You know. um, so there was that, uh, and then.
0: Uh, I apologize uh, if there's loud noises in my background.
1: It's okay, my fan just fell. Like,
0: <laughs> so, this is what, bank, that was. so, this is what happens when your family's quarantined. You get loud no- noises in your background, and when you're also Hispanic, you just get loud noises in the background, just in general.
1: Right.
0: Even when you're by yourself.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the end of the show was Austin coming up for 316 day, and he, he reads some cue cards, and he kind of tries to play to, like, the empty arena, which kind of worked, kind of didn't. It It was was funny. It was was funny in that Cold did that, that, like, that old man thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it it didn't work, obviously, because, you know, the old man thing really works if there's an audience. Yeah. You know, Byron Saxon saved it, for the most part.
0: Um. One of my... Favorite parts of that was like you know when he said "Can I get a hell yeah?" and then the camera just pans to the crowd, (laughs) to the empty chairs. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) Like, I was like, nice, very nice.
1: Yeah, that was funny. That was kind of worth it. Um, but yeah, and then obviously they made the announcement that the the WrestleMania is being moved to the PC. Uh, well, originally it was just Sunday, and now. Obviously, today, they announced that it's going to be a two-day event this time, and it's going to be hosted by Rob Gronkowski.
0: Correct. And now they're going to have... It's not just at the Performance Center. It's going to be at multiple locations.
1: Oh, yes. They're playing a WrestleMania 2.
0: Yes. Um, So, the reason why they're doing multiple locations is to keep, you know, people separated and not have too many people in one place. Yeah. So... You know, it makes sense why uh-huh. they're gonna do it that uh-huh. way.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now the other places that they heard of was in Stamford, Connecticut, at at their new headquarters. They have a.
1: Oh really? Th- oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So they have like a nice uh, 3D state of the art like suite that they use, uh-huh. and apparently, like uh, Fox and NBC Universal have been using like that for stuff as well. So it should be interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, that should be that should be really interesting Let's see how they do. it. And then, uh, I heard that the cards going to be cut down uh, this yeah. year, which is I
0: mean,
1: nice, kind of.
0: Yeah, it's it's a relief. Really, it's a kind of a bit of a refreshing refresher, but uh...
1: because like WrestleMania cards never used to be like ridiculously long,
0: because
1: like even like even like just a basic WrestleMania would be like maybe three and a half hours. Yeah, like I don't see the need to drag it out for like six hours. Like Wrestle Kingdom doesn't even do six hours. Do they? They do four, I think. They do four. Yeah. And and if they, God,
0: if they did six hours of Wrestle Kingdom, I wouldn't be able to like move the next day. For
1: real. Because it's
0: it's on at like two o'clock in the morning.
1: For you, yeah.
0: Yeah. And for you, it's like almost midnight, if I'm not mistaken.
1: They, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm staying up until four in the morning. I think the not this Wrestle Kingdom but the Wrestle Kingdom before I stayed up for maybe like before the last match and I was just like I'm done I'm tapping out I couldn't do it
0: yeah it's Wrestle Kingdom is like a whole I can't like I can't do the whole full, full four hours because like the last time I did it like I fell asleep during it just because I was like I was exhausted
1: yeah um but yeah um so yeah it was weird um, and then NXT tonight and AEW Dynamite. Let's cover NXT because that one's quicker. Uh, it was really a big clip show. Clip show. It was a really long fucking clip show. Um, the first,
0: the maybe first. a
1: little over. No, it was. It was just the the saga, the Johnny Gargano, Tomasa Champa saga, literally going back to when they got into NXT to up to this last takeover Portland. And they even showed uh, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano in its entirety. Um, and then after that, it was...
0: There's only someone that can keep doing that.
1: I know. Uh, and then it was... Um, what the fuck else did they show? It was that... Oh, um, the whole Raya Ripley-Charlotte Flair thing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then that was it, I think. If I if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was that was literally it. Because it was... Uh, it was Triple H and and Tom Phillips in uh at, I think at their performance or in some sort of studio and they were just talking about you know just kind of building up for these feuds and like I, I mentioned this on Twitter as well I think it it's good because obviously it's on USA and not just on the network so like a lot of people that are still new to NXT like don't know these long histories uh, for some of these uh, for some of these feuds especially like Tom- like Champa and Gargano so like
0: yeah, that's like, a lot.
1: There's a lot to cover, and like there's a reason why it needs to feel big when they finally uh, do the match. So I'm glad. So in a sense, that that works. Um, but as uh, somebody who's been following NXT and follows wrestling uh, almost as like a job, like it, I already knew, so I didn't really need to pay attention to it. So I put on dynamite as well in the background.
0: That's that's right. You did because we were talking, like we were tweeting each other, or not tweeting, messaging each other back and forth um dynamite was fucking phenomenal
1: and somebody mentioned it from cage side i believe or I, I think i saw a few people mention it the difference between the wwe and like obviously like everybody's always making comparisons between wwe and AEW, but i think this one's really important because the whole time wwe's been talking about this they're not mentioning what's really going on they're just calling yeah. it circumstances and i'm um, aw didn't necessarily say the virus you know, out loud, but they did recognize that they are in an NBA arena and that the world is kind of really weird right now. And, mm-hmm. like, the just the opening segment with uh, Cody and Matt Jackson and uh, Kenny Omega asking for uh, Pages, you know, to make sure Paige has their back, I think we really needed that right now. We needed to show that there is solidarity. And they had that serious moment, um, they, they had that serious moment, um, You know, to be like, okay, like, this is, you know, we're we're addressing you, we're talking to you personally, and we're saying, like, to the audience.
0: It was like breaking the fourth wall. We know times are tough.
1: Yeah, we're breaking the fourth wall, and we know shit's hard, but we're going to try to put on the best show that we can as possible for you. So Mm -hmm. that way we can be that light in the darkness right now. And then they had Pyro, they had the lights, they had the music and everything. It was really, really awesome. And, like, I even put, uh, I even said on Twitter as well, like, this works because... You know they do have a little bit of audience with the other wrestlers acting as the audience.
0: Yeah, and that was that was good.
1: Yeah, you have full lights, you have full pyro, and then the entrances work because they're going full on entrance. You know because they know that people are watching, but also you can take it as like them hyping themselves up, but also still playing mind games with their opponent.
0: That was another so not to backtrack on things, but that was another thing about Monday was uh, so for Russell talk. For Russell Talk's uh, No Fan Monday, they had Pyro.
1: Yeah, that's right. You mentioned that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like, so that was, like, something that was desperately missing from from WWE Raw. Because, like, when you had, like, The Undertaker come out, like, it didn't feel like an Undertaker entrance. I mean, granted, you know, he was coming out fast as fuck, but...
1: Yeah, and but uh, to be fair, it played towards the story, so I yeah. can't really blame him on that. I can't game, really
0: yeah i can't really pin too much on that but like there are wrest- like ray mysterios like ray mysterio as entrance feels weird without pyro
1: yeah and to be fair like they obviously they did it in a much smaller space they didn't do it in a full arena like aew and they're kind of working uh, a little bit more quicker than they can because they don't have well i mean they have to do everything kind of on the fly because they don't have full sale because full yeah. sale in that college is closed um, so that you know, at least they do have a performance center. But you know, AEW is lucky that they do have somebody who can, you know, book arenas still.
0: Well, no, they're lucky that they're lucky that the Khan family owns J- Daily Center.
1: That too, yeah, that's what I meant. So,
0: yeah. they're lucky that they own that and they could just go do so the, that, everything there.
1: That really worked in their favor, and I think all of this, you know, I mean. Everything be damned. Obviously, uh, AEW really won tonight because I think most people who wa- who channel surf or like you know have we're watching going to watch NXT anyways. Once they saw it's a clip show, yeah, you know they had to check out AEW because at least AEW is offering live entertainment and, ma- and matches. Yeah, wrestling, yeah. wrestling that we need to see. Like
0: and they, they met- don't
1: have, they don't even have a long history either to like go to like the best of yet like they kind of did it for I think they did it for Christmas and that was about it but that was because they wanted to give people Christmas off and I'm sure in AEW's case like nobody's really said it but I'm sure that you know the people that are that do want to work are working and like they're screening or they're making sure that whoever's working is you know healthy yeah so it's it's not really them being irresponsible I feel Um, as long as they're taking whatever precautions that they know they need to take to make I think it, it should be fine.
0: Now that being said, we're gonna stop talking about this stupid virus and get back into our review of uh, AEW Dynamite, which was pretty awesome. Cause uh, so after you know, after they did their whole little intro and you know, get everything going, uh, we're we treated to JR, JR uh, <coughs> Taz, and F- why am I spazzing on Scallery? Scallery, yeah, we were so they're on commentary. Uh, we had Tony Schiavone interview, trying to interview MJF. And MJF and Sean Spears are betting on matches for the night. Uh-huh. Which I thought was fucking hilarious. Because just like seeing them right there. And then they're, they're asking Tony if he wants in on it.
1: <laughs> I know, Tony Schiavone. Just like always having to deal with all the heels is just the funniest shit.
0: It is. It is so great. Um, um, our first match of the night was Best Friends versus Lucha Bros. Which was a, a great match. I can't.
1: Tag Team Wrestling is... uh, AEW is an NXT strong suit, but especially you have two, like, you know, really... You have a really fun team and best friends, and then you have a really, like, great wrestling teams such as lucha brothers brothers they really put on like a hell of a show like literally like i kind of like i was kind of like i said i was kind of paying attention to nxt just to make sure like i wasn't missing anything important but like i was fully immersed in that tag team match yeah and it was it was really good it, it, it made me feel, like that was the most joy i've gotten i think most of the day
0: one of the highlights of the match was uh so best friends best friends usually hug like in the middle of the match and as they get closer like oh wait no <laughs> then you touch elbows
1: they touch elbows, and they still do the, that fast zoom out to, yeah. you know, to the rest of what they would show the audience they're reacting. I thought that was funny as shit. <laughs> it was
0: so funny. It was so good. And so, uh, at, anyways, uh, at the end of the match, the we ended up getting the Lucha Bros winning with the uh, assisted piledriver for three counts. Uh-huh. And so it was It was good. It was really, really good. Um. After that, so after the match... Uh, Chuck challenged the Lucha Bros to a street fight in the parking lot for the next Dynamite. That was whenever another thing. That may be. Yeah, whenever that might be, and I, th- I thought that was kind of nice that they said the next Dynamite instead of the next week.
1: Yeah, um, they're probably are they're probably still recording stuff right now.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent.
1: So I mean that's smart. So that way they can keep everybody off the road or from having to travel. That's nice.
0: And they've um, probably been recording stuff all day today.
1: More than likely, yeah. And so like also, what's great is that uh, you know. The Bucks and everybody on BTE have been basically training for this moment where yeah. they have to do wrestling and skits without an audience, without needing the immediate approval. And so that's why this all worked, because they're creative. Like, and I'm sorry if this sounds like a shot at WWE, but it kind of is. It shows how creative they can be.
0: They have that background in doing being the elite for the past few years that they can just Take what they've learned from being the elite and just apply it to it's like, dynamite for the next couple of weeks.
1: It's like guerrilla content making. Yeah, like it's it's awesome and it really like you know it really made this work. Um, yeah, we had the tag team match and then uh, after that we had a uh, women's four way match. Yep. Uh, Chris Statlander versus Riho versus uh, your girl Hikaru Shida and, and
0: Penelope Ford.
1: Penelope Penelope Penelope, Penelope Ford. Uh, who did get a uh, pin over Rio on the on the last uh, AEW Dark? Um, I didn't know that Rio was champion for 133 days. Yep. So Jericho had just like maybe what like 10, less than 20 days um, less of a uh, more of a reign than Rio Correct. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I didn't know. I, I like it struck me as not weird but just interesting that their very first champions were were champions for over 100 and 100 days.
0: It's it's quite interesting. Um, in the case of Riho, like I understand why they kind of wanted to take the title off her and put it on someone else because the women's division just kind of been lacking, and I think Tony Khan has taken a more creative hands on with with the women's division.
1: Yeah, and that's not that's nothing to. Um... No, that's nothing, There's no, we're not saying anything bad about, that just says nothing bad about the women that were in the women's division, because it was a lot of the Joshi women. Yeah. And, like, they're all very talented. We uh, I remember when we saw them at uh, Double or Nothing, like, we were very impressed, because that's a style that we're not used to. Yeah. But it's a style that doesn't necessarily translate very well into American audiences. It's still one of those things where, like, they tried to implement it pretty quickly and pretty forcefully, uh, you know, for lack of a better word. Uh, but I think it's something that should be like integrated slowly, maybe like every other week.
0: Correct, I, I agree. So, I agree.
1: So it's good right now that we have a monster heel, uh, both in uh, in metaphor and in physical stature, like Nyla Rose. Um, so we have somebody like that's either going to come up, that's going to be like a powerhouse, like Bree uh, Bree Priestley or uh, Bree Priestley, right? Yeah. Uh, or Bree Priestley or uh, Chris Statlander. Who is the number uh, the number one contender right
0: now? Now you know who, uh, who you know who won this match though. Your girl. My bay. My bae.
1: Hikurushita is another one that's really fucking talented. Um, she just needs a little bit more personality, for my taste. Um, like there's there's not a whole lot of character there right now.
0: On TV, there's not a whole lot of character. They just take like what she is as a person and just bring that to life on the screen. Who
1: I want to see as champion soon, if Statlander or Shida do, don't take down Rose, I really want my girl, Big Swole, to get uh, get that, that title.
0: Same like, here. We, She's, we, yeah. we
1: need her to have that title already. Like I, I am a Big Swole stan uh, from here until the end of time. Um, that That girl is amazing. Shout out to Big Swole if you ever hear this. Um, you can follow my Twitter at f u r y and i. We can be friends. We can work out together. You know, just
0: that's furry me, and, show and me, me, i.
1: Show me how to be a, a real life storm like you, because Jesus Christ, that dirty mm-hmm. dancing, that dirty dancing finisher move is like.
0: Remember Big Swole, You can follow him at furry and i.
1: I fucking hate you. Uh, that, <laughs> That, Let's get back to the that that elbow that she gives is almost is like even more impressive than the Judas effect.
0: It is. I, I think it's she her elbow is a bajillion times better than Judas effect. Uh,
1: but yeah, so that was the women's match and girl went over and then after that uh, it was the Dark Order.
0: N- well, before Dark Order came out, no, 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 not Dark Order. We had a little bit of stuff before Dark Order. So coca Band bitch leapt a. Chris Sabian. That was fun. Chris Sabian. Yep. And then uh, we had a little preview with uh, John Moxley saying, I guess he couldn't, you know, go. I guess he couldn't be at the inside the thing for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't remember what, what they said. But he just said, you know, he, he's still coming after the inner circle. And he drove off in the uh, expensive car.
1: That Jericho got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Which he, is which so he's is currently right now nice. on the road to Vegas yeah. to go be with Renee. Yeah.
0: Which, so that that car actually belongs to uh, Saeed Khan. Really? Yeah. Because there's only five of those in the world.
1: It's a really nice car, though.
0: It is. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm like, please don't crash that car. Please don't <laughs> crash that car. Because <laughs> Saeed Khan will probably have the money to make you disappear.
1: Like John Mockley, who? Who's Dean Ambrose? Nobody sure. ever. You know,
0: know. In
1: the, you know who was in the Shield? It was Robin Reigns, it was Seth Rollins, and it was Cassius Ono.
0: And at one point, it was Kurt Angle.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love that picture. That, that, that meme with him, with him, you know, with the Shield and him smiling with his hands up, and it's just like when you lie on your application and still get the job. <laughs> I fucking love that meme. <laughs>
0: uh, but, anyways, so, yeah. after that, yeah, we got up. Um, driving no. angrily. Well, yeah, after we get John Moxley driving off, we get Butcher and the Blade uh, versus Jurassic Express. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, And that was a good back and forth match that MGF ended up costing Butcher and the Blade because he kept yelling at them. So Jurassic Express won it.
1: Yeah, that that one I uh, I didn't get to watch because I uh, left. <laughs>
0: By say, what did you go do while while this match was going on? So,
1: right as Jurassic Express made their entrance, I got a text from my dad that a GameStop is closing that's, like, 15 minutes away from our house.
0: hmm
1: And so I immediately ran off and went to see what I can fucking get. Um, and, and, like, I get,
0: what, I say, what did you get?
1: I got a PS3 controller.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got NBA 2K17 for, like, six bucks. Mm-hmm. And I got Dark Souls 3 for 4 bucks.
0: I mean, Dark Souls 3 is... You, you no,
1: know, no, 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 no. The first Dark Souls.
0: Oh. I got you, it for 3 bucks. You know, you could get that for, like... I'm pretty sure that was, like, a network... A PSN free, freebie.
1: Okay, but I don't have PSN. I don't... I can't just, Like, I have never shelled out, like... I never shelled out the $54 a year. And plus, I think it's kind of, like, obsolete now. Because, like, most of the stuff doesn't even load on the PSN network on my PS3. That's fair. So, it only made sense. Like, I didn't know, like, it, I thought today was, like, the first day they announced it was closing. When I got there, like, more than 75% of the store was, like, you know, Gone. bought out.
0: Yeah. Amateur. Well,
1: I didn't fucking know. They had a lot of DS games. Like, a lot of fucking, if I had a DS, I would have really snatched up those games.
0: Oh, uh, you know what? I should have told you to look for Switch games for me, but.
1: They didn't have any. They yeah. had. They had some Switch stuff. I almost, I honestly thought about buying a new console right then and there because they were like 20% off. But it was only like 500 gigabyte PS4s and 500 gigabyte Xbox Ones. So I was just like, I'd rather just buy a new one with a terabyte.
0: You dumbass. I could have just sent you a hard drive.
1: Motherfucker. See, now you tell me these things.
0: Like the PlayStation 4, you could just swap out hard drives.
1: I mean, I can go back tomorrow.
0: True. Anyways, let's get back to this. So while you were doing that, while you were doing that whole fun fiasco, um, the Dark Order came out, and uh, they revealed the Exalted One. So
1: talk about talk about what happened up to when Daniels came
0: out. Up to when Daniels came out?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, fuck. So they were talking about, I forgot what they were talking about.
1: Because they were doing their whole spiel, right, about how, like, they can save and how people who are losers and stuff like that. And then uh, while I was on my way over, uh, I decided to check in on my phone on where Dynamite was because I figured I may be missing something. Mm -hmm. And literally, I had, like, logged in right as Daniels came out and started reprimanding uh the dark order and seeing how like they haven't helped anybody they're not doing anyone like the exalted one doesn't exist and then the video package played
0: yep and then the video package played we had a distorted voice
1: and then for for a second i thought it sounded like someone else and it wasn't Mm -hmm. until i saw his face yeah then i I knew it was him because i don't think i've really heard him i've
0: never heard him speak before it so exactly It was kind of like, I was like, whose voice is that? And then, you know, when they pan over to reveal Brody Lee, I I like just flipped my shit. I was like, ah, I knew it was coming, but I was like, ah.
1: I mean, they did a really good job in making it think that it was going (sighs) to be Hardy. They did a really good job. Oh, yeah. Because they could have done so many things with that, too. That could have worked in so many ways, but I'm glad it was Brody Lee. That really works because he once was a follower in another company, and now he's the leader. Yeah. Uh, I really liked too uh, when they did the beatdown. They did it on Con uh, Daniels, right? Correct. Yeah, uh, when they're beating up on Daniels, and then it looks like he's about to go for his sister Abigail, yes. but then he throws him back and he gives him that discus clothesline that he does. I thought that was like that was really nice. That was really awesome.
0: It was really good. It was such a good reveal. I I could only imagine what this would have been like for the Rochester crowd.
1: Oh dude, it would have gotten, it would have gotten such a loud reaction. It would have been awesome. Um, yeah. But also like, you know, Twitter fucking blew up.
0: Yeah, but Twitter like was blowing up nonstop after it.
1: So like, even if they can't get that live reaction, at least people are talking about it and people are gonna see it. So I'm glad that you know I knew they were gonna get that regardless. So I thought that was cool. Um, and I'm glad they didn't. They, I'm glad they didn't try to like you know, try to push it more to for them to wait until. We got crowds back because who knows when that's going to happen. So I'm glad they're going, you know, uh, almost full, almost full steam ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Full steam ahead. And so after that, we got a uh, backstage back in the arena area interview with Jake Roberts and Lance Archer. Jake is just a great guy on, on the mic. Like, fantastic.
1: I don't know if he's been practicing. I don't know if, like, if, the, if it's just him. Like he's just able to do it like that on the fly, but he's fantastic.
0: There was a one so watching Beyond the Mat a few few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There was uh, someone who said, you know, I have no idea when Jake, who Jake the Snake is, as a person or or as a character, because I guess he's just like that.
1: Yeah, they showed uh, in Beyond the Mat. They also showed a clip of of him cutting a promo on who I assume to be the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, and. The way he speaks, and the words that he uses, you know who it reminds me of. It reminds mm. me of uh, that one character from uh, There Will Be Blood.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Lewis's Daniel Day-Lewis's character. Daniel
1: Day-Lewis's character in There Will Be Blood. That's what it reminds me of. And I was just like, it, like you know, obviously it hit now, so like there's a compar- like there's a comparison now. But I'm wondering if maybe you know, there's a little bit of Jake the Snake and Daniel Day-Lewis's, you know.
0: Maybe I never even thought possibility. about possibility. You never
1: knew who's a wrestling fan. Yeah um but yeah it's incredible see like jake the snake is one of those old school wrestlers that has turned me around because i get the hype yeah. and it's 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 there like for bret hart like i can't buy into the hype like i watch watched his old matches and just like kind of him as a person now like i can't really buy into it like even, like, Hogan in the 80s. The only Hogan that I really know of is the Hogan that was in, in WCW as Hollywood Hogan. Don't really, like, you know, buy into the whole, um, you know, eat your vitamins. I am
0: a real American. Or even uh, a... Someone... You... Even as a kid, I thought Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was trash. Who, I'm gonna get so much hate for that.
1: Who who I've told you this before. Who did I say was, like, really overrated? I, get... I think it was just Bret Hart. Even Ultimate Warrior I can't really get into, but, like... You know, Jake the Snake is really, like, e- like especially now, I'm glad he's gotten to where he's gotten in his life, that, like, I'm able to see it and appreciate it with my own eyes.
0: Like, so growing up as, a, as a, just a fan of wrestling, because, I, I mean, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and, you know, I, I got to experience the whole wrestling boom from the 80s. Yeah. I never cared about Hulk Hogan. Like, I never really cared about Hulk Hogan at all. I always thought, like, he was just overrated, even as a small child.
1: I can see those. Uh, huh? It's a very, it's a. I can see that. It's almost a very like, one if maybe two dimensional character.
0: Maybe it's because I grew up in the hood.
1: That's a possibility. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um,
1: I, I really liked Hogan when he was in the NWO.
0: Yeah, I thought he was great then.
1: Like I loved the end. Of, like I, I was a huge ass fan, especially of the Wolfpack. But then again, I was young, so forgive me. Uh. So when but,
0: NWO came out, when NWO first came out in 1996, uh-huh. I would have been 13 or 12, sorry, 12 years old. Uh huh. I would have been 12 years, like 11, 12 years old. Yeah. And I was just like, this is the greatest thing ever.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like, this is the greatest thing ever, and I'm like, look, 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 it's these, guys. these are badasses.
1: Who was like, I like, honestly, I remember I have a poster that I made when I was in elementary school, and I literally listed my favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, DDP, and Sting were the top three. And Scott Steiner were my top four, I remember, on my list.
0: So let's see. When I was a kid, my top three were... Oh, man. Uh, I don't think I had a top three because I think I was really just kind of into... So Rick Flair was always on my list.
1: Yeah, Ric Flair is another one that it took me a while to to get.
0: And then, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was the other one.
1: That one I still, I'm still getting, I understand it, but it's just not, it hasn't fully clicked for me yet, but I need to go back and watch a lot of his matches still.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And then who else? Um, those are probably like the two biggest ones. Cause like during the 80s and 90s, like I thought, felt like a lot of wrestlers were just corny and garbage, for the most part, because you know they were corny.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of just like these weird characters that didn't like you couldn't really relate with or didn't really like have a really good like entertaining personality.
0: No, like, I'm like Randy Savage. I was always a fan. Randy Savage and Roddy Piper.
1: Piper, I get. Yeah. Piper, I get because that's almost Piper as a actual person, as an actual human being. Um. Savage, Savage is one that I I still haven't fully grasped yet. Like so, I, I know everybody loves Randy, I, I know, and I get it. Like he's really entertaining. Cause like, but like when I was growing up, he wasn't really in wrestling.
0: Randy Savage, I, I think I loved because he just reminded me of my uncle, who was on cocaine all the fucking time.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Donald, Ooh, you better watch your back, little man. Oh, you better not touch the cream of the crop that
0: I have in my pocket right now. <laughs> That's exactly like that's exactly how my uncle was, and I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, fuck, like this guy reminds me of my uncle. And you know what, Donald,
1: if you touch Elizabeth, I don't know what I would do to you. And Hulk Hogan, if you get near my Intercontinental Championship, oh, you're in for a world of pain, Mister.
0: Yeah, like that's kind of shit. Like it was, it reminded me of my uncle, and I was just like, I, like, I remember just a kid has been like, oh, so this is normal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, that's just how everybody is, yeah. yeah. My, my hey, my uncle, my uncle's Mandy Macho Man, Man, Randy Macho Man, Savage. Everybody, just just to let you know. Yeah. You want to touch me? Everybody want to touch me? You can touch me. My uncle's Randy Savage.
0: <laughs> uh, but back to dynamite. We're, we're we're losing track here.
1: we can go back to that after, but yeah. yeah. Uh, dynamite. So uh, Jake the Snake interview, and then they go into the the main event. Correct. Correct. Which was a long main event, which is was was, good. Which yeah, not it was a almost
0: good. half an hour. Actually, no, it was exactly half an hour.
1: Yeah, because they started almost exactly at 8.30. Or, I'm sorry, uh,
0: 6.30. Well, 8.30 my time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it started off really good. You had Santana and, you had Santana and Cody come... Uh, who started the match, and it just kind of went all over the place. Like, But in a good all over the place.
1: Yeah, so let's just uh, break down who we had on each side real quick. We had Cody, Matt Jackson, and Hangman Page on uh, representing the elite. And then we had uh, Santana, Ortiz, and Jake Hager on the inner circle side. Uh, and they also kind of made it... Uh, did they make it a lumberjack match? I heard something about a lumberjack match.
0: No, it wasn't a lumberjack match.
1: Okay, I just remember somebody criticizing them for having so many people on the, on the outside of the ring. Because Kenny Arn Anderson and Sammy Guevara were on the outside of the Correct.
0: ring. Correct that is correct
1: so i think that was too like too many people for too many for you know the the viewers comfort but whatever um yeah it was a long ass match there was a point where uh uh sent i want to say ortiz either one of them had uh like matt jackson in like like kind of like folded up as like a backpack correct and then the other one gave him a super kick and then they just dropped them right on the on the ring like that fucking hurt
0: um, quick notes. Page tagged himself in. Uh... He da-da-da. looked very...
1: Like, very mal- like, he did, like, he didn't really still want to be there.
0: Yeah. So, Page took a lot of... Took a lot of hits in this...
1: <laughs> in this match, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, there's a... On, there was one note that I took that I was just like, oh, God. Uh, so, yeah... You had the inner circle distract the referee to beat the shit out of Cody. And then uh, you had Matt Jackson hit a series of Northern Light suplexes on Ortiz, which was just a thing of beauty.
1: I love those Northern Light suplexes. That man is so flexible and so strong. And kudos on also the person taking those Northern Light suplexes because you know they have to you know be really choreographed with him in order to do those you know as flaw as you know as smoothly as they go so i'm really impressed on everybody that does that with him
0: so page and matt jackson set up the indy taker but hager grabbed page and pulled him down yeah. and then uh, ortiz got the small package for on matt for the win so they'll again, go into blood and guts with the advantage
1: yeah again i love that they don't always have to hit the finishing move it just it it saves it for something special and and it means more when it's hit and you you get a win with it
0: and then uh after the match jericho ran a promo where he said i don't care he's like i don't care if you know We're he's like i don't want any fans that and impact any or not impact wow
1: he said he he as he's banning all fans from dynamite. Or any dynamite events for the foreseeable future because he doesn't want any fans to be around and was it cheering for the elite or whatever Correct. to mess with his matches uh, and like they ended the match fairly early they ended the match like around like 6:54 yep. so I was like what are they gonna do right now because like he literally went on like a rant for like almost five minutes until...
0: and then oh, and whoa, then we hear a roaring sound kind of hovering around
1: I was like. What the fuck is that? And, and then, then I saw see it.
0: drone come through.
1: I was just I immediately, imme-
0: immediately I was like, Vanguard- oh my god, it's Vanguard One.
1: That was like I was I got so excited. I thought they were gonna do the the whole like ho- the whole holograph thing, but yeah. obviously they they can't do that on yeah. on live TV like that. And so. The piano started playing and then they just zoom up to the very top of or almost the very top of the of the arena and there's broken matt hardy yeah the way they did this was neat because if you had the time matt hardy posted up part 12 of free the, free the delete where broken matt hardy is awoken essentially or whatever like he's he's pulled out of matt hardy and you know, everybody thought that, again, like, this is before we thought he was going to be the Exalted One, and it had nothing to do with being the Exalted One. And then, you know, that's maybe, like, at the top of the 7 o'clock hour, and mm-hmm. then... You know, or the 6 o'clock hour, my time at least. And then he's just there at, at the arena. And so that's who's going to be taking the place of Nick Jackson at Blood and Guts whenever they whenever they hold it.
0: It's going to be interesting. I hope they... I'm pretty sure what they're probably going to do is for... So... They're probably going to film whatever they can tomorrow for, for blood and guts. Yeah, and then I'm assuming like whatever talent they have, you know, in in the area, they'll just utilize them as much as they can.
1: Yeah, and you know what? That's fine. Like I said, like I'm, I'm, what I'm guessing is that next week, and then maybe the week after, we're gonna have matches, and then. Probably by the third week, by the beginning of April, or maybe like the second week of April, it's probably going to be best of, or like you know, just a lot of like character development, which which will work. Yep. We're we're building to it, and also the way they brought in Matt Hardy also makes a lot of sense because they didn't just bring him in like right after, uh, you know, he got his release. Um, they didn't you know rush the whole exalted one. They made everybody wait because not only because you know we needed to wait for Brody too, yeah, for this to work, but also like they really tied it into what he wanted to do you know on his own YouTube show because yeah. um, you know Matt Jackson makes a reference that they had a friend that owed him a favor who did they just help two weeks ago you know getting rid of Zenith they helped yeah. Matt Hardy so what is Matt going to do he's going to help his compeers and you know aid him in the match of guts and blood
0: now it's kind of interesting now too because you know we mentioned being the elite but we also have Matt Hardy who the
1: whole freedom so- elite
0: The free to delete thing hit the whole Broken Universe thing. So they can make they have a lot of stuff that they can do for dynamite. Like while they're not while they're while they're this whole thing's going on. Excuse me.
1: Yeah. Um very, very
0: excited for
1: I mean we already saw Free to Delete and being Mm -hmm. the Elite um kind of cross paths already. So that's gonna be a lot of fun creatively to see that on a weekly basis. Um yeah, this is just gonna be really fun. Uh, not to get too serious, but climate being what it is, mm-hmm. do you think it's smart to have a match as violent as Blood and Guts right now? Absolutely not. So what do you think they're gonna do about that? <laughs> because I can see them just having the match and yep. no one blading, but yep. like that's what this like the name the you know, it's in the name. Blood and Blood guts. And
0: so, it's going to be interesting. I don't know how they're going to get around all of that. Uh, just because of, you know, safe, not only safety concerns, just health concerns. Um, blood packs? Blood packs, yeah.
1: I mean, it's not like they haven't done it. But, well, I mean, AEW hasn't really done it yet. Yeah. But, I mean, well, they did it with Nick, I guess. But like, not, I, too, not too many people utilize them. Like, everybody yeah. just bleeds the hard way or, you know, goes for the bleeding.
0: I don't want to see any chair shots to the head.
1: No, I don't think they're doing I think they they after the, the reaction that they got from Spears and Cody, I'm sure they're not doing that anymore.
0: Yeah. Cuz I mean, I could only imagine what a chair shot would sound like with no fans and to kind of silence the sound.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I'm sure we're going to get tables. Yeah. I'm sure that's going to sound awesome. I'm yeah. Not going to lie. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get like chairs regardless. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I hope I hope if they they do some blood it is uh it is staged because i don't want i don't want anybody getting sick nobody wants anybody getting sick or nope. getting you know their uh, health compromise for the sake of a show um but I, I, yeah, can no, see
0: no I, I can see him doing blood packs for now
1: yeah that would be a smart way to go so you know if anybody in AEW's is listening um why and two, please go with blood packs yes uh, but no yeah this is this is awesome. I think I mean obviously they had the advantage. NXT did a clip show essentially. Uh, not only did they make good in the exalted one, they brought in Brody Lee, and then they also brought in, brought in um, Matt Hardy, two of literally the hottest free agents uh, out there that had want nothing to do with WWE. And I think this you know this is going to be a great like distraction for the next month.
0: It's gonna be a really good distraction for the next couple of, for the next couple of weeks, but uh, I'm I think AEW is positioning themselves in a really good position right now because if tonight's NXT was any indication of what they're gonna do and for the next couple of weeks,
1: yeah, it's gonna be weird because um, our, uh, the the Hall of Fame they haven't ne- ne- uh, they haven't necessarily made it official, but where it is that the Hall of Fame is gonna be pushed to SummerSlam? Correct. And That's then, right. they have canceled uh, NXT Takeover. That was supposed to happen on the sa- on the f- third. Yeah. Oh no, on the I'm sorry, on the on the fourth, because WrestleMania is now taking over the fourth and the fifth. That's if it goes on.
0: Yep. Um, quick side note. Quick quick side note. So, my ex is uh, my ex is making me uh, tortillas and sending them to me. From Houston.
1: Oh, the one that we were talking about right now.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Tell her I said hi. Tell her hope she's yeah. doing good. I tell will, her, her, tell her that um that you're a, that I told you that you're a fucking bendejo. <laughs> and like you don't need to go any farther than that. I'm sure she understands. I'm sure I know you understand. But yeah, I want to know that your favorite, fa- you know, out you know family member outside of your mom and dad is telling you that you're a fucking bendejo.
0: I'll I'll let her know.
1: And if you can't pick up on the context on this, like come on. His ex. Uh, his ex is sending him tortillas from Dallas. His ex.
0: Not Dallas. Houston.
1: Houston. From Texas. Texas. Whatever.
0: I told her, so I told her that, like, we're, there's no more tortillas in Chicago. She was like, what? Wait, for real? Yeah. No. Okay. We are sold out of tortillas at every single fucking supermarket.
1: I'm so lucky I got tortillas today. Hey, if you if you need me to mail you some, I will, because we've been stocking up on tortillas at, least at work.
0: Yes, please.
1: Uh, dude, I'm on it. All right. Does it doesn't matter the brand, right?
0: No, it doesn't matter the brand. All right, I'll I send you tortillas some. in my life.
1: I will. I will send you some tortillas.
0: All right. With that being said, I think we're done for the for this show. Yes, Maybe we are.
1: Um, next week, um, we are uh, actually. Uh, I we haven't we. Very rarely schedule the show, but we're gonna try to schedule the show a little bit more. Uh, we're gonna format it a little bit more professionally, so that we we can. Uh, it helps us take our minds off stuff, and so that yeah. way we're we're, uh, we're more prepared for you. So next week, uh, Donald and I we're gonna talk about uh, the Hall of Fame. We're gonna talk about the people in the Hall of Fame, and we're gonna talk about uh, our f- first memories of these people who are going into the Hall of Fame. Because not only because this is a really great great class. This is like one of the greatest classes that I've actually known. And actually have mm-hmm. like a really like you know out uh, you know uh, vi- uh, vivid memory memories of.
0: Not only that, I think we could tie that into the first half of the ruthless roof. <laughs> aggression TV series.
1: Yes, we are going to talk about that. You need to finish it. I will. Uh, I did finish, finish it, it. it. Oh, you did finish it. Okay, so we can rewatch it. And then also uh, because we are still so close to the show, uh, it's a good time to do it. Uh, we're going to go back and watch last year's WrestleMania. And we're going to talk about the card. We're going to talk about where everybody's at right now compared to last year. Yep. So we're going to see how much that's shifted. And we're going to talk about if it's uh, for the better or not. And spoiler alert, it's not.
0: <laughs> okay. Where can they find you at?
1: I am Furry and I. Fury and I, motherfucker. I <laughs> YNI on Twitter and on Instagram if you uh, feel the need to follow me on there, too.
0: You can find me at Dambrujo, E-L-D-O-N-B-R-U-J-O.
1: And you can find us on our wrestling podcast Twitter site, whatever. Wow, that was a really weird string of words. We are TNDW Podcast on the Twitter. So please shoot us a question, shoot us a comment, tell us what you want to hear, and tell tell us what you think of the show so far.
0: All right, you guys, have a week. Wash your hands.